Good morning. This is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. So I want to start today off with Marty Bent's Marty's Bent. And uh, it's going to be for uh, Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018, issue number 330. Mesh networks are cool. So Marty's got a tweet here from the Samurai Dev uh, a Twitter account. First transaction sent via Transaction Tenna mesh devices running tests with Laurent at Laurent MT. And it's a basically it's a a Bitcoin transaction. Um, the, the the link in the tweet uh, links to a Bitcoin transaction that was sent um, over uh, the mesh network instead of um, your your the the normal channels. So let's uh, see what Marty has to say about it. And I'm really sorry, Marty. I don't have a beer to drink while I'm doing this, or like a nice you know three fingers of scotch or something like that but you know it is like 11 o'clock in the morning for me so you know I'll, I'm, I'm with you in spirit so let's let's start the depths of the bear market can be a dark place the euphoria of yesteryear is but a distant memory in our minds people are beginning to question whether or not the last three months of 2017 even happened as they attempt to grapple with the fact that they are not newly minted crypto millionaires was it all just a dream? It is trying times like these that one must drop their obsession with price charts and start scanning the horizon for morsels of quality fundamental news. The actual tidbits of information that matter in the long run because they, combined, will help mold Bitcoin into the multi-trillion dollar economic system that we envision it could potentially become. Day-to-day price movements do not contribute to Bitcoin's future success, but running tests like the ones our boys from Samurai Wallet and Gotenna are running with mesh networks do. You freaks may not remember, but we wrote about the announcement of TXTenna in May. If you do not recall, TXTenna is the product of a collaboration between Samurai Wallet and Gotenna that is attempting to create a mesh network to give Bitcoiners an alternative to broadcasting transactions via the internet. This project is extremely important in my opinion because if it's successful, it will mean that Bitcoin is considerably more decentralized and less susceptible to attacks from malicious actors, potentially state actors. On Sunday afternoon, while most of us were washing down chicken wings with cheap beer as we watched football, the team working on TX10 announced that they were successfully relaying transactions on the Bitcoin testnet using mesh network devices. This is being criminally underreported at the moment, hence why I am sharing it with you freaks. While this is just a testnet transaction, it is proving that this alternative 
decentralized mesh network is a workable failsafe for Bitcoiners, who overwhelmingly depend on highly centralized internet service providers to relay their transactions. Bitcoin just leveled up a little bit and no one noticed. These are the things we should be focusing on and signal boosting during the doldrums of the bear market. Huge shout out to the Samurai devs, the Gotenna devs, and our boy Laurent for putting their heads down and getting shit done. Final thought, not making the varsity lacrosse team until my junior year still haunts me to this day. Okay, so that is Marty's bent on the uh, recent GoTenna or TXTenna um, Bitcoin transaction on the testnet. Um, and I want you guys, if you guys haven't subscribed to Marty Bent's uh, Marty's Bent, then uh, easy way to do it is to go to Marty's uh, Twitter account, which is at Marty Bent, B-E-N-T, all one word. And there uh, there will be a link to his uh, website, which will get you into the uh, mailing list. Um, although, like other mailing lists, it would probably take a while to, to uh, you know, get, get on, you know, have the whole thing processed. And so if you want this particular, um, if you want this particular one, just scan down through Marty's uh, timeline uh, until you get to um, oh something that's a, a, a Mailchimp um, thing, and that's uh, will take you directly to his um, his most recent newsletter. Um, so the tweet in uh, <clears throat> that Marty linked to uh, is from at Samurai Dev. And uh, it contains the uh, it, it contains a, a link to the actual transaction that they were talking about. But if um, I, I was going through and looked at a, a couple of replies to Marty's original uh, tweet that he sent today, October second, uh, with the Mailchimp uh, address to, directly to the uh, 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 to the newsletter with with this whole thing in it. And there's a couple of replies. Uh, one, one's from Matt Odell. Uh, love Matt Odell. At Matt underscore Odell. O-D-E-L-L. Go follow the guy. Um, but right underneath that, Sam, at Samurai Dev replies with a video and actually has a video of the transaction that is taking place. And if you watch the video, you know, if you can't watch the video, I'll try to describe it. Basically, it's, it's two phones. Uh, one is only connected via uh, to its its uh, paired uh, GoTenna mesh and the other phone is paired to its GoTenna mesh but is also plugged into a laptop so this seems to be the connection point to where uh, the transaction actually gets into the, the uh, into an ISP and then, and then gets uh, transmitted onto the network so that that particular transaction can can be mined in, into a block. But the the deal is is that 
a transaction was constructed on a phone that's not, you know, is not connected to the internet. It's not connected wireless. It's only connected to Gotenna Mesh. And that Gotenna Mesh is talking to the other Gotenna Mesh, which then relays the transaction to the phone. And then that phone is connected to the internet and then can relay that particular transaction to the Bitcoin testnet. Uh, remember, this is testnet, not mainnet. Nobody's playing with real money right now because this is just, you know, beyond cutting edge you know <clears throat> where we start again this is this is the the interstitial space where bitcoin rubs up against other technologies and this is one of the wonderful things about about the the overlap the edge effect is where so really 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 cool things happen at the edges of systems not necessarily within the, the core of each individual system, although that is cool stuff, it's where these things start talking to each other that a huge amount of diversity can be found. And we see it in ecology. We see it. We're seeing it here. It's sort of fractal. The way if you can think about a fractal, it's like a pattern that describes a, either a smaller or a larger pattern, whether you're going out or, or, or you know, zooming in on or zooming out of the it's it's this it's the same pattern you know just because we're not dealing with living systems right now we're dealing with goten and mesh and we're dealing with bitcoin those are two non-living systems and yet um not so sure about that not so sure about that yeah biology may not be involved but that doesn't mean that it's not fractal in nature we see these these patterns reemerge time and time again from subatomic, you know, subatomic uh, particle type thing and quantum mechanics and starts pulling out through the bigger systems. And then all of a sudden you see some of the same patterns, the way, you know, galaxies start interacting with each other. And I, I know that's kind of like a too big of a, you know, uh, probably a bigger picture than we need, but just remember that not only does ecology work the way that we were always taught ecology works? Ecology works across so many different scales. And to, to pigeonhole ecology into one scale um, is, eh, you're not doing yourself any favors. And we see it here, right here, where we've got Bitcoin ecology rubbing right up against Goten and Mesh and the guys over there and like you know, like and, and what I'm thinking of is that when Goten and Mesh was started, it wasn't started as a Bitcoin company. It was started so that people that were you know hiking or in remote locations could have a peripheral network other than the the um, the general internet to be able to communicate with each other by by simple radio, just simple radio. And here we see these people now they've come together and their edges are touching. And they're starting to feed off of each other. And some really, really extraordinary things are going to come out of this technology. Like, you know, one of the things that, that I, I can see that, or that I could see, and this is, you know, this is a this is spitballing it, man. This is total long shot. But we, we hear tell of great big mining rigs in containers being dropped in places that have access to cheap electricity. Just so happens... In a lot of those places, cheap electricity does not come with very high quality internet connections. So, you know, you hear about, a, you know, a cargo container 
full of um, uh, mining equipment being dropped on, you know, dropped onto a, a West Texas in West Texas oil fields. But what they're, you know, what some of them are doing is figuring out that they can harvest the natural gas that's associated with with oil production in West Texas. Because uh, what happens is that in oil production, generally speaking, you're always going to get some amount of natural gas. In some cases, you get a whole bunch. In some cases, you don't get a whole lot, but you do get some. There's always associated natural gas. Unless you have a way to transport that natural gas, then one of two things, one of a couple things is going to happen. The first thing that's going to happen is that they're going to flare that gas off because they have no way to contain it. All right, so they've got to burn it out, you know, up into the atmosphere. And yes, apparently polar bears are going to die in in droves, but more often than not, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's it's just not. But it is a huge waste of of energy. It's a it's it's a terrible waste of energy. Um, once you have a flare permit, that flare permit kind of only you're you're kind of only sitting on that thing, you know, for a few days. Be you know, like for I think it's like for summer forty five days. And then you got to stop flaring off natural gas for a while. Um, when you're, if you stop flaring off natural gas, the only way that you can do that is uh, you're going to shut down oil. You're going to shut down the pumps. You're going sh- to shut down oil production. And for those are, who are unfamiliar with the oil industry, I am. My father was in it for years as an independent oil producer. Um, you'll know. <laughs> Uh, If you're associated with the industry, you'll know that that costs a lot of money to be sitting on a rig that's not producing any oil. And that doesn't do, that's not going to do anybody any good whatsoever. So these guys are dropping whole container loads of mining equipment. And that mining equipment comes with a big generator. And that generator can directly take the natural gas so that instead of being flared off, it can be used to run the generator. And then that generator's electricity production goes directly into Bitcoin mining. Okay, well, that's great. What if you don't have an internet connection? Well, here's where radio comes in. And not necessarily go 10 a mesh. I mean, it could be a high-powered, you know, or like a moderately-powered uh, shortwave radio or ham radio or, or some other way to signal this stuff out. Uh, but once, but, you know, the, the, the space between go Tenna guys and the samurai guys that they're they're leading the way for people to be able to drop containers of mining equipment in far-flung places without internet connection and it's not going to make a damn bit of difference because they're going to be able to radio all the tra- they're going to be able to to receive radio transactions of or radio transmissions of transactions waiting to be mined and then they're going to be able to relay mined block transactions back to the main internet uh, uh, network or the, the Bitcoin network and then all those transactions are now confirmed. No internet connection is between the mining rigs and you know the actual network until it gets to just you know one spot. At one point or another those, those things have to come up. So this is the space that I keep trying to describe between Bitcoin and other systems. This has been Bitcoin and And I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.